friend. Welcome to the funny thing about parenting with TJ and Melissa. Hello. Hope you're having a great day. It's about to get better because we're here to hang out with you for the next 20 minutes mm-hmm. or so. Melissa and I. Melissa, you ready for this? I am ready. I need one more sip of coffee. One moment. Okay. Slurp, slurp, slurp. Okay, I, I'm good. <laughs> you know, have we talked about our coffee journey? <laughs> um, I don't think so. Not to bore people, but I mean... But any, it's kind of funny. Anything can bore people. But it's also a story of hope. Because <laughs> I never thought there would be a day where we would drink coffee together. And that was like something I had grieved. I'm like, I, you know, coffee is a lovely morning routine for me. I love going on coffee dates with friends. And I always saw lovely couples. I'm like, that will never be me and TJ. Yeah, because I never had a sip of coffee until a, like about 10 years into being married with you. I, yeah. I think I was age, how old was I? I mean, were you like, Mid thirties, almost in, for sure, early to mid thirties. And uh, I had my first sip of coffee ever. It, the, yeah. like the aroma is kind of nice, but like it, it tasted terrible. I, I had a sip once, and I was like, mm-hmm. "This is the worst thing." Any like, why? What's the appeal here? I do not understand. And I woke up fine. Like I had plenty of energy. Yeah, I you just, weren't like a pop drinker in the morning. You just drank a lot of water. And you were fine. And I didn't want to introduce a new addiction into my life yes. because I didn't feel like I needed to get hooked on anything. But then, then what, it was like a Starbucks. We were at Starbucks together. We were like working together. We both were like working remote from Starbucks one day. And you, what did you do? Like normally I would just get a hot chocolate, if anything. Like I'm a five-year-old boy. Like, yeah, I'll take a hot chocolate, please. <laughs> yeah. And a cake pop. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I what it was, I, but you introduced- Did I order you a toffee nut latte? You know what? No, here's what it was. I think you ordered yourself a toffee nut latte. And you encouraged me to have a sip. And reluctantly, I had a sip. And I said, this is actually kind of tasty. I can still taste the coffee, but- mm-hmm. This isn't bad. So I think I, I got one. I think I actually, like, you know what? I'll have one. Yeah. Get me a small. Mm-hmm. I know you call it a tall here. <laughs> and I just slowly, like, I think I I took 45 minutes to drink it. But mm-hmm. slowly but surely, I enjoyed it. So the next week we went back, I got another one. Mm-hmm. The next, and we did this for weeks. And, then, had, and then you transitioned to a flat white, remember? For a little bit. Didn't I, you do like just a latte or a flat white? You kind of like went from toffee nut because you're like, oh, I want it. something a little less sugary or whatever. And then... But I grew up I grew up with my, my grandpa drank black coffee. My dad drank black coffee. And then I had a buddy that yeah. said we road trip to Wrigley Field. Me and, me and a bunch of buddies from college uh, called The Chain. We call ourselves The Chain. We, <laughs> we, because for like, oh man... Since we were like 23 years old, yeah, we started a chain thread on email and it's now transitioned to text, but it has not died in like... It's amazing. Uh, you guys like will text fif- every 15 day. 15 years now. It, it's it's just, guys I played baseball with. Anyway, yeah, we went tripping. to Wrigley Field to watch a Cubs game and on the way, my buddy said, if you just have a black coffee, drink a black coffee, you don't need all the sugar, just drink a black coffee and do it for two weeks you will 
thoroughly enjoy black coffee, but it's going to take two weeks of commitment. And I said, okay, <laughs> I'm going to try this. I tried it. I have never looked back. I have been a straight black coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. Four cups every morning. <laughs> Should I be embarrassed by that? And every now and then you'll have like an afternoon decaf toffee nut latte or something. Like very rarely. But if if you go to Starbucks in the afternoon and don't want coffee, you'll get a decaf. There it is. Yeah. I mean, seriously, this is like, uh, I mean, I never thought there'd be a day. I wonder if that two-week rule can be applied to like other things. A story of hope. A story of hope. If you don't have a coffee loving partner, probably it's like hope. it's an you know it's an acquired it's an acquired taste. But I would say the same thing to anybody who, like for me, I I, I run a, a little bit every morning, mm-hmm. a li- like less than three miles, pretty much every morning. Been doing this for years. I would tell anybody, like even you, like because you kind of go off and on. I have with a running. hard time. Yeah, I think it takes. <laughs> and two every weeks. every time I run, I'm like looking for love and affirmation from you. I'm like, aren't you so proud of me? I ran, Great and job. you look at it's me hard. like I'm like crazy. Like I run every day. I think running is just as difficult mentally as it is physically. Mm-hmm. Like, oh get, yeah, getting your mind off of running is. It, you, like that's important to do you, like you need to get your mind off of what you're doing no well for me it was actually the opposite because that's always how I tried to do it and it was just so hard I hated every second I hated after I didn't get like the rush after but what I've been doing is I have the Peloton app we don't have a Peloton I just have the app and I found it helpful to like have someone like helping me be productive about my thinking of running like okay now shoulders back like I, it's nice to have someone yell at me the whole time and like t- like it feels productive thinking about it Good not gotcha. like trying to resist it so okay. that is what has like unlocked my ability oh. <laughs> my mental ability to run interesting has been having like a little trainer on my phone in my ear got it okay and then usually like there's 90s jams or hip-hop or country like it's fun that is pretty fun interesting i know it takes three they say it takes three weeks to like form a new habit Mm -hmm. or to to whatever the same oh yeah 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 but this is more about 21 days or something yeah this isn't this is less about forming a habit it's more about uh like accepting Acquiring a taste for the for whatever thing. Yeah. I I don't know whatever yeah, yeah. En- enough of that enough of that so that's our coffee our journey. podcast is by an acquired taste <laughs> brought to you by you might hate it Holders. at first but just listen to it <laughs> for two weeks straight and you'll really hate can it can you do your Folgers <laughs> voice oh yeah I used to <laughs> I used to. Uh, I, I wrote I, I wrote and I recorded a commercial for Folgers when I was in college. Now this is pretend. Pretend. I was going to say this, disclaimer. I this did, is not a real commercial. I did this on my Dell computer in my dorm room. Um, b- back on those computers, they had a voice yeah. recorder option. If you had a microphone, if you were lucky enough to have a microphone, mm-hmm. so I recorded this and I played some. And you like burned music it onto a CD. It goes something like this. Her name is Etta Folgers. She's about 74. Sure. Hello. I, oh my, that was really good. <laughs> I'm Etta Folgers. And today I'm 
present to you my new medium roasted blend. Oh, that's oh, wasn't lovely. That, that, was, that was good. I'm yeah, so we proud just need the little background music and boom. We should do the podcast in that voice. Yeah. Today we are going to be talking about. <laughs> um, let's introduce. This is like speed speed topic because we don't have a ton of time. Yeah, I mean, who who does? Who has time? You know. Here's the speed the speed topic for today. We're going to spend ten minutes on this, and then we're we're going to be done. So we have four kids. One thing that we don't do a ton on this podcast is speak with a ton of authority on really anything because we we do not think we have things super figured out. And hopefully you appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, especially when it comes to like older kids, teenagers, because our kids are not there yet. So we don't have mm-hmm. any experience. What's it going to be like? Our kids are now 11 and under. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our oldest, he's in his final year of elementary school. Mm-hmm. Three of our kids are in elementary school. Our youngest is in her first year of preschool. And it was our oldest's 11th birthday just the other day. And anytime, maybe specifically with our oldest, anytime he has a birthday, it just gets me thinking mm-hmm. a little bit. And the thought was, he's well, in it his was basically last- our birthday too. Of becoming parents so it's a i mean it's a very reflective Happy birthday. birthday where's our cake i know i told he he got annoyed at me because i told him like it's my birthday too it's my birthday he's like you say that every year mom you do yeah because oh, you I gave do. birth to him yeah anyway he only has a couple months left of being in elementary school and then he's <sighs> being shipped off to middle school i'm sad unless like i've been threatening him all winter we make we homeschool him move to Florida and live under palm trees the rest of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it just gets me thinking about, well, what have we, what have we learned or like what, any experiences to just mention on the show? Because we do, we do have a fair amount of younger parents who listen to the podcast. Maybe their kids are in like the five and under stage or, Maybe their oldest is in kindergarten this year. And mm-hmm. basically what I'm saying is they have, the, their elementary days are ahead of them. Right. And for us- That's the next big thing. We're kind of in the middle of our elementary days, but we've experienced so much of it already. Uh, so I, it's open-ended. I don't have an agenda here, but when you think about our experiences- Things we've learned from yeah, what it, to expect or- Well, even rewind, yeah. rewind a little bit. Like, what would you tell young Melissa and TJ when Teddy- was entering kindergarten and we had no idea what oh. we were getting into. I remember being so nervous because he went to an elementary school um, that was near your work. Um, and so like, but we li- we didn't live near there. So I was so nervous he wasn't going to know anyone at kindergarten. Like he didn't have any friends going in. We didn't have neighbor friends. We toured like multiple different districts because we were kind of in the middle like we were looking at one district over the other and we like toured at, like elementary schools mm-hmm. remember that i do and we like were super to, concerned yeah, we were so concerned i was like because it's, the reason is our yeah. neighborhood was split between district district and that district yeah we were like so had we, three districts we right kind of could have chosen but um yeah it just felt like such a big decision <laughs> and then fast oh, it forward, felt like, like we were dictating the rest of his it life. It really did. At the time. It was 
So I would tell younger Melissa that this is not dictating his whole life. Like, you might, you are going to move schools again. Like, we moved to a different neighborhood and it changed his Two school. Two years, yeah, a, a year and a half later, we ended up moving yeah. into a different neighborhood, which kept us in the same district that we ended up choosing, which was. Yeah, the same overall district the, for high school, but different elementary different school. Different elementary school. So he got moved around a little. And it was okay. Um, yeah. And he, I mean, they make friends. So quickly. Yeah. So quickly. <laughs> Through sports and activities. All of elementary, that age, like, they are so quick to just make friends. Even if, like, we, we have some kids who are um, pretty shy and kind of wait for other people to, like, initiate friendship. And they do. There's, there's a friend for everyone. <laughs> What I remember is wanting to be so involved. So I, I volunteered a few times for f- like full days mm-hmm. in Teddy's kindergarten class. And that's when I was like, man, kindergarten teachers are saints. I don't know how they do this, but I am wiped after spending one day. Um, it was a lot of fun. And I think what I found was that f- like over the next several years, it became harder to be that involved Mm -hmm. whether it was i got busier with work or uh, covid like in the middle those couple of years like we actually couldn't go volunteer those opportunities were taken away yeah kind of cramped our style uh but even now it's like you would i you would think i have even more flexibility to go volunteer but for some reason just with having multiple kids in elementary school now it's hard i've just found it to be a little bit more Difficult. Maybe that's reverse for some parents. Maybe it's like, oh, that's even more reason to mm-hmm. to be more involved. But I would I would tell younger parents to or younger TJ to yeah, stay like get involved as much as you can early because you never know if that's going to slow down for you. Mm-hmm. And if not, great. But it's really cool, especially as your kids are starting to like know what's going on, get to know the teachers, mm-hmm. even the prince of the the, the office, um, just to be a familiar face, yeah, and and get to know other kids too. I think is a really helpful thing, mm-hmm. and it's peace of mind too. Like you know what's going on in your kid's school. Yeah, and it's hard to know everything, and it's hard to like get a lot of good information from your kids out. But I think, yeah, foster that early, ask questions. Yeah, I played this game. I can't even remember what we called it, but like before bed, I haven't done it in a while, but with the girls especially, they would never tell me like anything about their day, but they really like when I guess what happened and I just purposely guess wrong. You know, like I'm like, you fell out of your chair today and you made so-and-so laugh and they're like no that didn't happen i'm like well what did happen and then it, they usually do share something um yeah so sometimes you have to get creative with how to get <laughs> any kind of story yeah. besides i had gym today i ate this for lunch <laughs> how to pry it out of them <laughs> yeah i'm um, going in and having lunch too if it's just chaotic those school school lunches are loud and chaotic Mm -hmm. but um it's fun to go in and have lunch with your kids once in a while if they'll if they'll let you (laughs) that's right 
Um, some um, kids prefer that. Others are like, nah, thanks. I'm good. Yep. Take me out of school. Take me to lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are those are a couple of things. I don't know. As our girls started to get involved in school, like that was also, I was able to kind of get in and volunteer a little bit here and there. But I think it's been very helpful to, even if they don't always need help with homework, to mm-hmm. just kind of ask a lot of questions and you know when they get home from school we've made it a habit or maybe they have to pull all the things out of their backpack and show them yep. to us they come home with a lot of papers so if you are just entering elementary stuff in the coming years we'll it's tell, like I'll tell way you what more here's what you'll preschool. do you will save everything you will have so many papers saved up and you'll it'll be like the cutest thing ever and then the more kids that you have going to school and bringing things home, you will keep less. And you'll start to hate, like we we had a whole, like kids would bring home artwork and we hung up everything on a wall and it was... We literally covered a very large wall. It was like ugly, but like cute. Like we like to showcase their yeah, artwork. They felt proud. They're like, oh, yeah. I did that. So and that was, was cool. nice. <laughs> and then eventually we just kind of got sick of it. So we ended up yanking it down. These days we're... We're, appre- we're like, we'll look at it, we'll appreciate it, and then the next day, unless it's super special. <laughs> Thank it, you for your service. Goodbye. <laughs> it'll make its way into the recycling. Yes. Unless they really wanted to keep it. Oh my gosh. Our son like had, I mean, I think a lot of kids get this honor, but one of his like artwork is displayed at like one of the local malls, like art gallery. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to go. He didn't even want to go see it. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's like... <laughs> That's cool. It's just literally my picture hanging on a wall it in a mall. To him. I, th- I would have thought that was the coolest thing. I ever. know. Uh, yeah. It's. I mean, yeah. One funny thing is our kids have very big, feisty personalities at home, but they don't do that at school. So, like you know, like the birth order stuff really shines in our house. But at school, they are all pretty... Subdued. Yeah. I mean, I think they're all a little bit like just wanted to follow the rules and... Which is good. They're a little bit more quiet. They're compliant. They're compliant. That's good. Because when I'm at school volunteering from time to time, you you get a good read on... Yeah. There's always... And teach... If you're a teacher, you know this. (laughs) And as a coach, I know this. And we all know this as parents... Every classroom is going to have a couple a couple of kids that take a little bit more energy. Oh yeah. Then, like they, they kind of require more of your attention, mm-hmm. and you you have to kind of figure out when to give it to them and when not to let them steal your attention. Right. Which is um, probably really difficult. Uh. So speaking for teachers and coaches and just as a parent, and not to say our kids. Our angels, like we we've had moments oh, yeah, too we've, with our we've kids. We've had our moments. Um, I would advocate you as a parent to to be more proactive and kind of just open up that door to your your kid's teacher to say, "Hey, I'm on your side. Mm-hmm. I am not." Because I think teachers face quite a bit of defensive parents. Like, surely yeah. my kid's not in the wrong here. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in your classroom? Like, why you need to fix this when really? The kid needs to be, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the word, I don't, I'm not trying to 
It's hard. It's hard because you want to like be mama bear and be your child's advocate. Um, but I think in order, to, you might need to yes. be at times. Yes, I think um, to be a big advocate is to also be the teachers on the teacher side. You know, I think that's part of being your kid's advocate is like really making it a village, a team effort where we're all on the kid's side, but we're like, I don't know. That's a good way to empowering your teachers and like really thanking them and pulling out the good. That's a good point. We're not saying take sides. Right. We're all on the kids sides. Mm -hmm. Everyone would say that. Yeah, but I would give teachers the benefit of the doubt too. Yes, just like you do your kid. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I always appreciate it as a coach when a parent says, and I don't, I don't feel like I ever need this permission from parents. But when a parent comes out and says at the beginning of the season, you know, be hard on my kid. Mm-hmm. Not really saying that, but like basically saying you have my permission. To yes, actually to coach, coach to coach this kid and to discipline the kid mm-hmm. and to like keep this kid in order, kind of a thing. You know, right? What I mean? Oh yeah. Um, that's what I. That's kind of what I want to promote as a parent. Yes, for, and don't I mean I want teachers. that as a parent. I want other don't adults to be mentors things. and to be coaches and to like discipline them so they they get right that you know experience and mentorship right. and. They learn better, you know, when it comes from someone else often. So that's that's a that's a big thing is being on your teacher's side mm-hmm. for the kids' benefit. Yes, because we're not taking sides. Absolutely, but I like that. All right, I said yeah. ten minutes. We're close to oh, that. Do you have uh, any other uh, buzzer beaters? No, <laughs> I didn't give you time. I didn't give you a ton of time to prepare either. No. Per usual. I mean, do I ever... Zero time. <laughs> ...get time to prepare? So those are just a couple things off the cuff. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of common sense stuff too, but uh, yeah, have fun. Have fun with your kids. And it goes, like every parent's going to say, it goes quickly. Uh, it's, it's crazy to see all these kids out at the bus stop and knowing mm-hmm. that you know, probably in a few years, it's going to be a little bit more quiet out there mm-hmm. before school starts. So I'm just trying to enjoy... You know, yeah. Before we get to that next phase, yeah. Enjoy the chaos of and enjoy the last month or so of them in school (laughs) before it gets really crazy inside our house. Kidding? No kidding. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for hanging out with us today. We always appreciate it. We hope that you have a great rest of the week, a great Easter weekend, and uh, we'll see you back here next time on the funny thing about parenting. Bye.